What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for things that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, and otherwise will never stop being made, because (laughs) why would we be original when we have an easy box office answer? As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me today is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. As we talk about the third movie in probably the last original IP that really took off. It's funny now that you think about what this series is. But yes, it was very original at that point in time. It's very unique for our show because it's something that started wholly original. There was no existing IP, no brand. And now it seems as if it will never stop. It is the the, the movie that doesn't end. And that movie, of <laughs> course, is John Wick 3 Parabellum. Yeah. The first one in the series to use a title. Do you get annoyed by this or is this Where just Where you do numbers, when? numbers, and then all of a sudden, like, let's start adding subtitles. Like, guys, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I either want all numbers... Or I want titles. It's why the Star Wars brand is yeah. now just crazy. We've dropped the numbers. It's really weird with this one, too, because it's John Wick, and then it's John Wick 2, but in some instances, they call themselves John Wick Chapter 2, and then this one's like John Wick Chapter 3, Parabell. I'm like, you guys just have no rhyme or reason to any of this. It's better than, like, video game rules, where we get Grand Theft Auto, then Grand Theft Auto 2, Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, San Vice City, yeah. Vice City Stories, <laughs> San Andreas Stories. Correct. Four. Yeah. <laughs> and then five. And you're like, well, we let's like, what is this? Let's pick a lane, guys. Yeah. Um, but they seem like their chapters is what they're going with more. Which I feel like when all said and done, they're going to go back and label John Wick one, John Wick chapter one, and it's going to piss me off. Oh yeah, no. When we start retroactively yeah. doing, which I mean, Star Wars is the is biggest culprit yeah. of yeah. oh, we're going to add a new hope, and now we're going <laughs> to add chapters. And if you go back to the original branding, because did you notice this that Disney has quietly just stopped? Calling them episodes. Yes. Uh, in all the press mm-hmm. releases now, it's it, there's no episode nine or episode eight. It's just Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars: yeah. Force Awakens, Star Wars: A New Hope. Not that big of a deal, unless you're insane like I am. <laughs> but if you go back to their original marketing, it wasn't until episode one, two, and three that they even used that in the title Correct. header. So now I'm like, well, just make me one box set. It's hard and you, make up your mind. And you're like a person, person like me, and I'm sure you are too, who lines up their DVDs and Blu-rays by like the way, like if they're in loads. I'm like, oh, episode one, episode two. Now I'm like, uh, what the fuck? Now I don't know what to do. Well, the worst is Batman Begins. Oh, the that's Dark awful. Night of the yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I Where just, do you put I, that? Well, I'm pretty sure that I. Have a Batman Begins and then alphabetically other movies at the <laughs> and Dark Knight. Then D comes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've just decided that. Yeah, it makes you have to buy the box set because then does. what do you have to call it? The Dark Knight Correct. trilogy. You can't call it something else. Yeah, but it really like I'm surprised that's never gotten a rebranding of just like The Dark Knight Begins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That would be a very Warner Brothers thing. They did that with Live, Die, Repeat, where the DVD came out, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's called something else now. So John Wick 3 came out. It did. What were your general thoughts? Uh, I had a really good time. I I did the thing, because I've seen uh, 1 and 2, and I watched them pretty regularly, but my wife had not. So I had the Blu-rays, and I watched 1 and 2 the night before going to see this this morning, which helps, because 2 bleeds right into three like you need you can get away with not seeing one you have to see two to watch three and enjoy it i enjoy the movie a lot um the action in this is by far the best of this series i do think that as this world gets bigger and bigger and bigger it starts raising some other questions that just don't as we expand out they don't quite hold the weight that's that that it's putting forth on it uh but i'm of the mindset that i think 
this series is trying to put action first. Story is like your your through line. It helps you get from point A to point B. And if I look at it that way, then I'm a little bit more accepting of it. So then I think somebody who looks at it the other way. Yes. And that's <laughs> where I kind of am. We've yeah. now done three movies with incredible action. Correct. And incredible set pieces. And just gorgeous cinematography. When he's in the desert... And it's just oh, him yeah, looking up at the stars. And the, the sand almost looks fake. It does look fake. It's so good, which yeah. is such a weird, like, this looks so good. Yeah. How can it be <laughs> this real? Is, this isn't real. I've shot in the desert before on films. It is a headache. Yeah. To get that done must have been exhausting. Right. Exhausting. The action was incredible. I loved the horses. Yeah. Him using oh, yes. them. Yeah, yeah. A lot of improvised weaponry. Much more than any time else in this series. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu yeah. Reeves is obviously great. That being said, I feel like each movie since two is now resting on the sequel that it's assuming it's getting to finish, not even finish, to start telling me the story. Yeah. This yeah. movie kind of yeah. ended... And or John Wick 2, rather, kind of ended and went, well, there's this high table, and there are rules, and now there's a bounty, and now he's excommunicado, and you're going to figure out what all of those things mean in 3. Except. Except you're not. You're not. <laughs> and now 3 ends, spoiler alert, with double-crossing John Wick, people making motivational choices that don't really align with how they are now. So I now am left to assume, is 4 going to be this reveal that there was this bigger plan? Is four going to explain to me what happened here? Do I now have to keep watching the next movie for you to satisfy my catharsis and the one before it? Yeah. Because I don't want to watch movies the way I watch TV. I don't. They are very much treating this like a binge series on Netflix. Like you watch one, cool. And then as soon as the credits come up, like episode two starts in five, four. And that's the way they're treating this. And I don't think movie going public works that way. I could be wrong. The box office says otherwise. But I just think after a while, some something's going to give. Well, this is now, like you said, a backdrop for really good action. Yeah. I'm now getting hungrier for the bigger story. Right. And this is something that started in me with chapter two. Okay. Where we had this villain who wanted to be on the high table and he wanted to kill his sister. Yeah. And I kind of went, okay, cool. I can assume based on every other movie I've ever seen that the high table is just this evil group of 12 people yeah. that are controlling the world. Yeah. Every politician, every Political Officer. and economic choice. Yeah. They're making laws, coming to who lives and who dies. Right. It's a real Hydra winter soldier situation. Yeah, yeah. Fine. But he really just wants this seat because he feels owed. Because, because he, his dad died and gave his, it to his sister. Right. Him. Um, yeah. So to what end? So right. then, Because then we also go, well, if he's at the high table, it'll be bad. Right. Why is it bad? Yeah. Is it good that we have these 12 people in power anyways? Right, and it's is a matter every- of checks and balances. Does everybody's power weigh the same? Like, if he gets on there, is he complete control? Like, it made it seem like if he goes on there, shit's going down. Right. But if there's a- another 11 people, he would just be one of 12. Right, <laughs> and we introduced Lawrence Fishburne, and the idea is that, you know, he's independent like of this, this high council, Morlock so he doesn't era. really care yeah. But then they got, get him in by going, well, he's going to take over New York. We think he's going to stop on the streets, and that's how he gets involved. So then you kind of go, well, 
what makes New York unique in this? Why why do we care so much about New York? Also, if it's 12 people controlling the world and one guy just gets New York, is New York that big of a powerhouse? Right. It's like, is the continent of New York prime continental? Like, it runs all the other ones? Does that matter more than the rest? Because we've seen other ones. <laughs> like, this, right. why does this one mean the most? Yeah. How is this power divided? Right. What are we really doing? And those are all questions that I let slide because without these bigger questions, the movie is pretty generic. It's pretty basic. Guy wants power. Yeah. Gets John Wick to do it for him. Gets mad at John Wick. Yeah. Takes revenge. Backdrop for good action. And I go, Correct. cool, that's really good action. I kind of want something a little bit deeper. And you keep positioning all of these really yeah. deep ideas and philosophies and world on. building yeah. concepts in this even deeper than right and wrong. This idea of order and rules and separating us we from the animals rules, right. and consequences. But each time that they mention one of those rules, they quickly have somebody who goes against the rules and not much happens to them to punish them for that. Right. And <laughs> so we get then to John Wick 3 and he's now excommunicado and has this bounty, which are sort of two separate things, but they kind of aren't. They do a really poor job of explaining that because he gets the bounty. Then he becomes excommunicado so the bounty just goes up until he dies. I feel like the term excommunicado just sounds good coming off the lips. So they're like, we're going to keep that in, even though it doesn't quite t- attach into the bounty. Because they say it about 20 times in the beginning of this movie, and then it goes away. And the bounty is the biggest thing that, that happens. And you're like, well, they're not attached, but they're not the same thing. Because that's my other thing. This, this movie then builds on this world. So the story is everybody's out to get John Wick. Right. You could have very easily just been like, John Wick's going to run until he either dies yeah. or finds a place to hide. Correct. And I would have accepted that. I would have, yeah. That's fine. But instead, we go to the ends of the earth, literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. To establish other continentals. Yeah. John Wick's origin. The man above the high table yeah. and more about the high table. Now, granted, we did have another continental in two. We had the Rome continental. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of But this in. is a unique correct. sounding continental. Yes. Correct. So then we go, okay, the high table exists, but there's the Bowery. Yeah. There's this orphanage. Correct. And there's Casablanca. Yes. So John Wick can now go back to his origins with this ticket, with mm. this cross, and go, it doesn't matter that I'm excommunicado. You have to do this because yeah. I'm owed respite. And Angela Bassett, who's great in the movie. You mean... Angela Bassett, not Angela Bassett. Um, the ticket, the one yes. uh, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. She is Thank great you. in this movie. Angela Bassett. Angelica <laughs> Houston. Yeah. Immediately is like, well, you're excommunicado. I don't have to do anything. Right. So then you go, well, the whole reason we got this cross yeah. was because this was independent of that, and it was your way into something... Correct. But really, you still have it's to listen not? to the hype table. Yeah. yeah, and then we introduce this judge character who's going to come in and be yeah. like, "Well, you help John Wick, and you help John Wick, and you help John Wick." So really, Lawrence Fishburne isn't independent of the high table. Winston's yeah. character isn't is allowed to just give him that hour. Yeah. So all the power that these people think they have, they don't have, and all the things that are supposed to exist outside of it to build this world are really just under these same twelve people. Correct. And then I go, well, then. What's the point of any of it? What really killed me in that, and this is why I was like, they don't even go by their own rules that they just said in the scene before. The judicator goes up to Lawrence Fishburne's character and says, you have seven days. And then comes back within a day or two and just says, I'm going to slice you the hell up. It's like, wait, hold on. He still has time to decide whether or not he's listening to you. He also is like, you're right. <laughs> I'll step down. Right. And she's like, nah. nah. <laughs> so that was that bothered me. 
So then all of the kind of the rules in this world kind of break down very quickly. Yeah. This orphanage and everything they introduce really just raises more questions. And I'm getting a little tired of having to do this much work to yeah. understand what it is. Because yeah. some of it I can figure out. Right. And the problem is, is when you figure it out, the movie isn't as innovative it's as, as it's pretending thin, to be. Yeah. It's an orphanage like any other like Black Widow. I was going to say, you, just, you um, even see them people wrestling and wrestling. Oh, this is the same thing. He was They were trained yeah. within in, in stress situations. I it's, get It's this. Black Widow and Red Sparrow. Correct. And you're like, got it. Yeah, got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Cool. Uh, we ripped the ticket. Now he can't come back home. But we don't. But what's the point of home, anyways? And what was the point other than visually doing it to burn this in the back of it? Like I, nothing yeah. made. Like it seemed like we were doing things to look cooler than actually have a through point or tell a story within. In, That's in kind of my other problem. Is everything just feels like a backdrop to be like, and now these assassins are going to walk into these ballerina lights while they're dancing, yeah. and it's going to look amazing. Come in the shadows, which by the way looks amazing, <laughs> but when you break it down, you're like, well, wait, why? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's kind of. I'm like, okay, but to what end? Yeah. To what end? That keeps being my overall question. Is I'm, I don't have the context it's, of why any of it matters. It's such a weird series because the first film is so self-contained and so small. It's a basic A to B story, even though it ends bookends with the the ending being at the beginning. But the middle of that and the, what that story is is so small. And you'll have people that that know John Wick. They'll be like, "You're working again." Even the cop that comes to check on his house from time to time, like, "You working again?" Like he knows he's an assassin. He's not in that world, but he knows that. Oh, I know who he is. I'm giving him the pass because I know what he does. Not how it feels like literally everyone that John Wick runs into is an assassin or a part of that world or knows who he is. That's and that's it. nuts. We haven't really juxtaposed the assassin world with the regular world. Right. I don't know who's what. So it really feels like he can just show a gold coin to anyone, to anyone and <laughs> yeah. the rules suddenly Like he can go to Dunkin' Donuts and like here and they'd be like, oh, we've got some special donuts for you. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> ah, you want the assassin donuts. <laughs> yeah, he can just roll into this cab. That he hails. It's not like he hails a special, there's not a right. lift app for right. the assassins. Correct. He just hops in and then he's like, change of plans. Here's my gold coin. Take my dog to the Continental. Yeah. And I was like, well, now is every cab driver involved? Or could he have shown that gold coin to a cabbie and that cabbie been like, like what, what the hell is am I that? supposed to do with that? Like, and I, I want that. If I got that, then I'm like, cool, not everybody's a part of this world. I need them to give, at some point in time, to give me a... a an arbitrary number, but just give me any number to say this amount of people are part of this world. Half, then in my brain, yeah. I could be like, cool, I know what to expect. Some of these people could not be a part of this. Now, you, I don't know. Right, because then you could build and go, oh, the high table saw whatever problem they saw in the world. Right. Give me a Hydra. And that's all this movie needed, right? All the movie really needed was a, a Hydra-esque Winter Soldier scene of like, we've been behind everything. Right. And now we're behind everything. And we have about half. <laughs> and now we're coming for the rest. Yeah. And then you can have like Lawrence Fishburne or Winston or somebody be like, no, the world stops working if it's just assassins in this. Correct. All you really need to make this world work now are rules and themes. And the idea has themes and rules up the ass. Up the wazoo. It's all over. But it's all meaningless. Yeah. We, when we even meet uh, Halle Berry's boss. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's no monetary value to this coin. It represents friendship. Right. You have to do something for me for me to do something for you. Mm -hmm. Let me shoot your dog because you won't give it to me. Right. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Is that how this whole world is built? Is it just like I, an eye for an eye yeah. leaves the whole... Because then you could just have somebody be like, you know, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. So we don't want to do that we're anymore. Not doing that. But now the high table's mad because they have all this power. It's This series is so weird because, I, like, like I said, I just watched these within a 24-hour period. One, so small, self-contained, almost, for me, a perfect flick. The second they introduced the markers... 
is when this series was like, okay, now we're expanding and doing more stuff. And then it feels like each, with almost each hour of the movie that movies that go along, they introduce something else that they never fully flesh out or explain. You're like, well, now you're just now stacking on stuff, and I'm still confused about exactly how these markers and work. And it 100%. keeps being very arbitrary because yeah. they also established this Casablanca place as a haven. Yeah, and it turns out he's really just trying to get there. To get to Halle Berry, and the high table does have power there. To so get to a he's higher still God. excommunicado, right. so why is he going there? But now Halle Berry's already granted him into it, so she's already broken the rules right when we get there. Right. Because he's like, oh, nope, our manager says it's okay. And I'm like, but she can't do that. Yeah. So now right. they should be coming for her before he even walks in the door. Correct. And then she, then she tells him his marker is worthless. Exactly. And he's like, you have to do it. And she's like, ah, you're right. You helped me get my daughter out of it. Those are the rules. And I'm like, yeah. but the rules would apply to him anymore. But, but if the rules the applied, entire, he'd be dead in the alleyway because they were supposed to kill him right, based the on the rules. The entire point of this movie <laughs> yeah. was that he has none of this now. Yeah. And yet he has access to all of it. It is the one... I think the first 20 minutes of this movie are like great, 20, maybe 25. The whole timer chasing is great. Once we, he gets on that boat and goes over, that's when my brain says, okay, I thought he had nowhere to go. And I don't care if you get there some way where it doesn't in, affect the Continental or the Assassin, that whole league. But if people within the league are giving him a safe haven or an okay, then none of this matters. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at now is I'm like, okay, so now we've built a world of rules and it's not even breaking its own rules. It's not like The Matrix 2 where we established a lot of things in the world and then just threw it out the window. Right. This is establishing rules, but then at the same time just telling you that they're arbitrary. Right. So is the theme of this entire franchise that rules are meant to be broken? I feel like that is where they're going. Is that all this is? Is yeah. like, well, you know, you have all these rules and they're meant to be, which is, I don't know. Do yeah. something with that then because you just have people doing it. We meet this guy then. In the desert, which is again a very cool scene. I like that actor; he's great. Like it is, a but very he didn't cool does scene. the same thing. There yeah. is no "I'm above the high table." Basically, John Wick just wanted to see the manager. Essentially, he, he was like store. the white the the white woman who's like, "Yo, can I see your manager?" And they're like, "All right, cool, come see the manager." And they saw him, then he got what he wanted. Yeah, and then the manager was like, "You know what? Sure, you made yeah. a good point. I'll tell the high table to kick rocks." <laughs> right? Is there repercussions to that? Are the twelve people sitting in a room being like, "You know what? Well, we it, shouldn't have this guy above us. John Wick deserves to die. Now we can go get him." Well, it, right, and then the whole plan. I mean, we're going into spoilers. We already said it, but then he, the whole plan is for him to go from there. It's like, okay, well, now you work for the high table. You're now basically a hired gun for the high table. Your first mission is to go kill Winston, which the second he sees Winston, he's like, I'm supposed to kill you, but I'm not going to. Like, wait, then what, what are we doing? And yeah, then Winston <laughs> spills him this whole, like, what kind of man do you want to be? Do you yeah. want to die as who your wife wanted you to be or as a puppet? Yeah. He's like, I want to die the way my wife wanted me to die, so let's go to war, parabellum. <laughs> Name of the movie. Only Boom. then for Winston to double-cross him at the end because he wanted his Continental. Yeah. Yeah. For the Bowery to find him, for them to then set up this fourth movie. Yeah. So I, I so as much as I loved the action, because now I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. As much as I love the action, I guess to sum up my general thoughts, I need these rules to make sense. And, and I think to do that, we need to talk about effective world building okay. and where these stories work. Yeah. Because the problem I think that they have is once they establish all these rules, this very innovative and new and original franchise is going to feel a little stale. Yeah. Um, 
However, I think if every movie is just going to be action for action's sake, just go on top. You just top, top, top. Yeah. You maybe have two more left because my other biggest problem with this movie was we tossed him out the window like he's a superhero. That's when this end. lost me. Yeah, he ping ponged off of that thing. I was like, he oh, should be all dead. of him should be dead. Like he should be one hundred percent dead. And, and then even when he's found. Is he, are we supernatural now? Did you catch this? When he says yeah to Lawrence Fishburne, they like distort it like he's really a demon. Oh, really? I didn't really, I didn't catch that. I felt he was like, are you pissed off, John? And John was like, yes. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) oh. He was doing his Batman voice. Is he really (laughs) the Baba Yaga now? Is there going to be... I feel like now this franchise has has kicked open this door to just be as a, as big as it. I wants, was going to say this is one of those like, things where I I think we've talked about it before the Fast and the Furious franchise and I think it was five or six when Dom catches Michelle Rodriguez's character over the freeway. That's when my brain was like, oh, so changes the everything of right. His jump. Yeah, I was like, so everything in this is different. We're now on some superhero. Did you know that car was going to break our fall, Dom? Yeah, I did it. Oh wow! So in this world, so okay, physics doesn't matter. Up until that point in John Wick, it all felt pretty realistic. That's kind of my issue is we've done this like grounded yeah. action where things like hurt. When those horses like kick, kick that guy. Yeah. You feel that. Right. And now we're in this like cartoon. He's Deadpool. Deadpool <laughs> yeah. violence yeah. Of, of just him flinging around off 10 stories. He hits three pipes on his way down and yeah. is you know, he's still hurt and He's battered, still hurt, but... But he's fine. He should be dead. Or at least, at the very least, in a coma, unconscious. Like, that should be the least that he yeah, should Yeah, I don't be. care if you have this bulletproof suit. Yeah. One of those beams hit your skull. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, so that's what took me out of it. And then for them to do that and then pat it on with, like, well, we're going to do this again. I'm like, eh, all right. I, I do want to do this again because I like this world. But you are running into this point where you're starting to lose your grace like i love this movie i i'm i'm one i like it more than i believe you do but i love this movie but i am also at the point like guys i need to see that you guys see that there's an end because if there's not an end and we're just going to be doing this well, all the time then that's where i have a problem did you see the quote from the director where no. he basically said i'll just do this for the rest of my career oh, if they let fuck me fuck you right see, yeah i <laughs> yeah that's how i felt i was like see, oh, i, yeah, I would like gonna... this to be I almost think harkens to like a video game or a comic book series where you give me five it's top notch volumes and then just go out. And yeah. that's the way that this should be. And that's the way that it looks like they are going. But if he's saying mess like that, then I don't know if I can do this, well, this glad, same style over and over and over again. I'm glad you brought up video games because the two things I want to talk about mm-hmm. with this movie are effective world building and how you make it feel real. Yeah. And the death of the modern trilogy and what that means for storytelling and film. Right. I'm going to start with two video games that I immediately paralleled this franchise with based on the world that it's building. And that's the Metal Gear Solid franchise and Assassin's Creed. 100% Assassin's Creed. Did you yeah. play Metal Gear Solid 2? I did. I did. Do you remember how that game ends? I do not. So I, Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of my favorite games okay. of all time. <laughs> and it ends with this reveal that there's been, I think it's 13 people who have been controlling everything in America since America was born. Okay. Everything. Got it. They're the ones who assassinated Lincoln and Kennedy. Okay. We decided that slaves should no longer happen, but we also decided that they should have when we did it. Right. They've been controlling everything, and and the conceit is no more. This has taken away free will. Mm -hmm. It's taken away all of our technological advances. You're just holding us back. Right. This is supposed to be the land of the people, and we're taking it back. And you immediately go, they're controlling all the war. 
we've decided this is bad, we're going to find them and get them. Okay. Because now we have these walking nuclear tanks, the Metal Gears, right. that can just obliterate anything. And if these guys can do it with a wave of their hand, no. Right. We will be the freedom fighters against this. You find out at the very end of the game, you figure out who they are, they've all been dead for 40 years. So uh. then it goes, well, now what? Okay. So these shadow people still exist, but the only record of them, and they're all dead, so what does that mean? And it, it builds up a world... The same way where there's this shadow organization, Mm -hmm. but it gives you context. It overlays it with our world, which makes it immediately relatable to us and goes, well, what if there were people doing this? What if there were people over the president that you didn't know about and everything you were doing was by their design while they're trying to make this perfect world? Wouldn't that piss you off? Yeah. And there's people who are in on it and people who want it to be that way and people who don't. But we don't know who these mystery people are. Okay. But they're acting like gods. And this movie, this franchise, John Wick, takes that similar concept but doesn't tell me who they are or why they exist or what they're doing. We don't get the players and what their yeah. purpose is. And we don't know who the, who the patriots are. No. We just know that America was yeah. born and 12 people went, this country is only going to work. If we rule it the way King George did, secretly. Right. If we take everything America stood for and we give them the illusion of freedom, mm-hmm. it'll work. Yeah. And this movie just goes, there's a high table and power for power's sake. And The fact that we've gone three movies and we've essentially only seen one person that existed on the high table. Now, he never got there because he was killed in the in the Continental. Right. But the sister was originally on the high table, so you saw her, she died, and then the brother. Those are the only two people that you've seen on the, on the high table, and it's been talked about since for the, for the last two films as and, a bigger thing. Right. And we don't really know why New York's important, why what he controls is important. Where in Metal Gear Solid, it is like, this city's important because it's where all the information is. You could very much be like, New York has all the history books of what the high table's done. And if those get out, You know, we also don't know, and it's something I just thought about, we don't know if New York is the only U.S. continental. Well, we also don't know if if New York represents America to the high table, or does the high table only own 12 cities? Right, right. Like we have, we know there's Rome and, and we in and, and Casablanca, but like New York is the only place that these seem to be going. Does that expand out? Now I'm not saying I want you to do that, John Wick Four, because I need you to answer some other questions before you start spreading out into the U.S. But that's a curious, that's a good question too. Like, does it, is it only New York? Because you're right. I'm assuming that the high table controls the world. Right. They might just control twelve cities. Right. And just have this League of Assassins that they do whatever they want. Because with. then that would make it. While we have seen New York, a lot of those people seem to be under, that would make it seem a lot smaller again if you said that the rest of the country didn't have that. Couldn't John Wick just like go to California and be like, they'll never find me here? (laughs) Where does their power end? Where do the cops come into play? Because this is also a universe that has now actively chosen. We've seen two cops, I think, at the beginning (laughs) that comes to his house for his first one and that's it. And they they knew he was an assassin. Like, nah, you're good, John. I'm out. There almost needs to be like news. Right, you almost need like a C story with a cop or news being like, "What is going we on?" We need someone that is not attached to this world to give us a through line. To kind of yeah, like, this is how we're viewing bodies being laid out everywhere because we don't have that. This just feels like we only see it through the assassin's eyes. So if I'm on a sh- on a highway and I just see a bunch of people 
on a horse or a motorcycle and people getting slissed with katana blades. And we're like, wait a minute. Because Metal Gear's solution to that is whenever we make a move, we need a war because then the regular world is distracted. Yeah. They just see a war, but really there's more to it. While I think those films are lesser in action, I think Kingsman does a much better job of handling their world and their outside world and the way that they look to the outside world than this does. Right. And the other one, um, Assassin's Creed, which is very similar to this. It, it has the backdrop of history, but you still know, like, the Assassins and the Templars. They immediately choose a real historic thing to connect Correct. you to the world. And I think that's what John Wick is missing. Both both Metal Gear and Assassin's Creed have a way of going, here's the real world, yeah. and it overlays this. Is John Wick just a parallel universe to ours where assassins do Correct. everything? And I think in the first film, it feels so realistic, so you don't even question that. But it's not until you get to two, and you're like, Okay, now I need to know where this exists well, and it's in so our world. Big at yeah. the end of two, everyone's in on it. Right. Where Assassin's Creed is like, there was a war, we lost. Yeah, but there are still assassins trying to stop the Templars. However, the Templars now have this like corporate infrastructure right. and are trying to find the descendants of assassins to find pieces of history to further their plans. And you're like, oh great! So really, they're hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. There's only so many of them. We don't know who they are, yeah. Unless you're in on it, even like the same way Hydra does. Correct. And, and the superhero movies, Marvel always overlays it with the real world. There's a tangibility There's to these yeah. universes. Even something like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, which are fantasy worlds, right? Find a way, usually thematically. You know, Lord of the Rings connects mm-hmm. it immediately to politics right. and immediately to World War II, and goes, "Well, if one man has power of everything." It would be bad. Right. And I just go, you're right. <laughs> yes. Let's fight that. That is correct. Star Wars does the same thing. Yeah. All John Wick really needed to do is be like, the high table controls everything, and some people have decided that that's bad. Yeah. But no one's decided that that's bad. No, they all seem to be accepting of the high table and accepting the rules of the high table. It's just John Wick seems, to, and a couple other people seem to be bucking the system because they're slight rule breakers. But for the most part, they understand that the high table is the end all yeah. be all. I'm like, no one's saying that they're the problem. And they're not even breaking the rules to do anything other than like their own personal stuff. So right. it's not like the high table is coming down and being like, you broke the rules and we know it's because you're trying to kill the guy above us to replace right. him. It's, everyone knows upset. that John Wick's doing this because he's pissed because of what's happening in his personal life. He's not a, coming after the high table. He wants nothing to do with this, really. He wants to be out. So, yeah, none of this really ties in together and it, like we talked about with the realness it reminds me of the Die Hard series and how I feel about that and when that series lost me that series lost me when John McClane started outrunning jets and then flipping in a car several times yeah and no blood was on him if the next John Wick flick has him after doing that bounce, 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 bounce off the top and then the rest of him is now being a superhero, I'm out. Well, they all are also now at that risk of getting too big. Yeah. Which is what kind of Fast and the Furious has done. Yeah. I was really excited for Hobbs and Shaw until that last trailer where you they don't were like, like it's just now it's just a superhero movie. It is. Now there's no, now we're not even trying. And no, like, no, oh it's my definitely God, We've now just gotten so, so big. big. Yeah. And I think. Uh, and who knows? I'll probably walk out and be like, "That was." Really oh, I'm cool. gonna. I. I. But I. But going into that, I already know what I'm getting. Where right. John Wick led me to believe that this was very real based, and now it seems like we're going that way. We're just gonna get because you have to. You, you have, have to, get to bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger, and that's kind of really the shame of modern filmmaking. Because I, I remember when I 
first started film school, and mm-hmm. it was, oh, when you're pitching your movie, you should have a trilogy. We now live in a in a world of trilogies. We do. Uh, it, this was, you know, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matrix, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Star Wars cheats and works as trilogies of trilogies time, of trilogies. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a solid template because yeah. you get to really you get the same advantages of like television where you can really you look at Lord of the Rings and the walking out the door part of their story is so long, and yeah. so good because you really get to you take your time with feel it, feel everything, and then the middle of it is yeah. just this climax, and then we just rush to the end in three, and you're like, wow. <laughs> now we live in this post-Avengers world yeah. where it isn't enough to be three movies. And when John Wick started, I love a good trilogy. I do too. I love a good beginning, middle, middle, and end. end. Yeah. People like endings. We yeah. just learned that with Endgame. People love it when you're like, it's what Green Goblin says to Spider-Man. Yeah. They want to see him fall. Die, tried. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to see my hero die. But <laughs> I feel like we've now, because this movie's big spoiler alert, ends in the most we're doing this again way. Like, it literally puts, it almost puts chapter four on the screen as it goes off the air. Yeah. It goes off the it's this, like, Robert Rodriguez Alita ending that is. just is like, and it we're going to keep going. Yeah. But with Alita, I was like, well, the story you were telling stopped, yeah. and you implied a bigger world. Yeah. This is just like, hey, John, are you mad? Would you like to set up the story for four? You kill people well. Would you like to do this for another film? <laughs> yeah, and I, I just wonder if, if the classic trilogy is dead. Are we done? Are we now always going to have to do this I would have until rather, we're bored of our characters? I would have rather had this film. I, I love the first three-fourths of this movie. Um, I would have loved had they stuck the landing by saying this was finale. Even if it was literally like an, an ambiguous one where you're like, okay, after the John falls, he's just on the ground. And we kind of, he disappears, but we don't see his body. If it ended with that, I would be so happy because you're like, all right, I don't know where he's That's at. That's what I said. I was yeah. like, we could have just Mike Myers this. Yeah. And him just look out and been like, Baba Yaga. Yeah. And it'd been over and forever. And you're like, well, maybe he is Correct. something else. Yeah. Like, who, who knows? Because that would then also, even if it doesn't end, you do more of these, like we do with the Star Wars thing, you could end that book in that trilogy. And that one's done. If he comes back, you can start something else and explain some shit. Because <laughs> I swear, if John Wick 4 is also like, all this because of a dog, I'm going to be like, no, we're done with the dog now. Yeah, fuck the puppy. Stop now you cut off his finger <laughs> right. and threw him off a building. <laughs> yeah. Now he's just in it for him. You're there right. is no more like, you killed my dog. Yeah. He shot that guy in the face. <laughs> we're done with the dog. He's, he's throwing axes at people's heads from afar has nothing to do with his dog. Yeah, the anymore. dog is done. Yeah. But we're just going to keep... Saying that because it's the funny thing about the series, like he's murdered so many people in the. In the but name he also of a keeps saying it's dog. more than a dog, but it's not. It's just a dog. Yeah, like he's even said that to Angelica Houston's character, and I'm like, but he never really comes back to and say that's why what I was it like, is. Oh, we're gonna figure out that like his wife, yeah, was also something, yeah, and the dog was something, and not no, it is just whatever. It's just, it's a, just a symbolism of his life yeah. that he wanted and had, and. Uh, like it's so much simpler in 2015 when John Wick 1 came out. Well, when you don't have the assumption that you're going to be a box office yeah. smash yeah. forever, I do think there's danger in kind of getting rid of the traditional trilogy, though, because, like, I want to love... It, when you really think about how these characters have gone down in history, right? You look at Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, Star Wars, the first Spider-Man trilogy, yeah. the first X-Men movies... Indiana Jones, Back to the Future. These were movies that we we just are like, wow, what yeah. great things. And I feel like kind of 
Star Wars syndrome, James Bond syndrome, Star Trek syndrome, these worlds that have now gone on forever. forever. Whenever you're like, I love Star Trek, there has to be an asterisk. Yeah. Well, I loved them until this. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Well, how do you feel about these Disney movies? Yeah. What about the prequels? But you can still be like Lord of the Rings. I'll even use Harry Potter, which is yeah. seven. Things that have a finite conclusion and yeah. a finite plan, I feel like make a beloved character for longer and tell a story where you're just like, and it's stayed with us forever. Yeah, I think Bond's the only outlier just because there's been so many iterations of that. And and all those movies, for the most part, except for the Daniel Craig era, are all self-contained. Well, and the, I was going to say, the other advantage is that is like multi-generational Correct. different actors. Right. And we've just kind of like, you know, we've never had a different Han yeah. Solo or Luke Skywalker. Correct. They're yeah. connected, they're those tethered all, exactly. to so that actor. All those Bond films are self-contained until we get the Daniel Craig era. So I think that's why that character can kind of, you can pick and cho- it's easier to pick and choose which ones you, you like or you gravitate towards. Whereas when John Wick is kind of continuing the story on and on and on, you're like, well... I like one. It makes the narrative of the thing. I will use Star Wars The Last Jedi as, as the example. I can't bring up that movie at a coffee Without shop. Without somebody being like, it ruined the franchise. Like, it, did, it did not. It did or not. it's the best one. Right. And I'm like, okay, can now we? Now we're on the opposite remember side. Remember this was just three movies and we were like, all of it's great? Yeah. Wasn't that nice? That was a good time. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a shame now that we're in this world. Uh, in a world... Next to some of the best television ever, yeah. that we now just have to make film TV. Well, like, yeah, can we just have good films? And I think and that's good why these. TV? I think that's why the numbers for this in this and now it's starting to feel like a cheat code. That's why I think the numbers for this are so high because John Wick Two ended on a high. You needed to be like, oh, I need to come back to see. And I think that's why these numbers for this box office are high. So now they're like, that worked. Let's keep ending on a high so that they have to bring them back in. And eventually, I'm going to be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Just stop your movie. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Quit while you're ahead, Lionsgate. Quit while you're ahead. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's our show, guys. But you know, we're going to do it again next week, just like John Wick. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash group slash Hollywood Already Did It and Hollywood ADI on Twitter. I'm at, as always, Blake, and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum, and we will see you next week for Godzilla when the king comes home. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. <laughs>